Welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca O'Neill. Today, we're going to continue looking at cultivating a magical mind. Having a magical mind is essential if you want to bring your intentions into being, if you want your intention to stop being an intention and be your lived experience. And as we've discussed over the last few days, quite often people know what to do to create the environment to support their intentions. So they say their affirmations, they do their mirror work, you know, maybe they're creating vision boards, but then they're like, oh, but what else do I have to do? Because of course, this is about co-creation. You set yourself up in the perfect way to get clear, to align your energy, to be focused, to stay on track, to move forward. And then having a magical mind helps you to stay on track. So instead of thinking that you just say your intention once, release it to the universe, and then it's done. It doesn't often work like that. Well, not consistently anyway. But there is this energy of releasing it to the universe. And that's where we're going to look today. So as you know by now, um, cultivating a magical mind, mind is an acronym. So we've looked at the importance of being motivated, understanding the motivations behind your intention, and staying motivated to overcome those obstacles. We've talked about being intentional, aligning your energy. That's where the magic happens. And today we talk about nourishing. So having a nourished mind. And to be nourished, this might be a different, you know, when we think about nourishing, we often think about nourishing ourselves, but this is something different. This is about nourishing your relationship with something bigger than yourself. Because when we set our intentions, we're we're asking ourselves to trust because we might not know how things are going to unfold. And that's fine. I'm sure some of the most amazing experiences of your life haven't been planned. They've just, air quotes, coincidentally, you know, come about. And so there is this energy of surrender. And, you know, surrender, trusting yourself, trusting the process, trusting the outcome. So trust, release and surrender are a vital part of you being able to receive your desired outcome. So you set your intention, you make sure it's something that you're willing to do, what you need is necessary to make it happen. You focus your energy, so you're motivated, you're you're intentional with your time, your energy and your resources and you take aligned action again and again and again, even if you forget or even if you make choices that don't support your intention, you can keep choosing to come back to centre, to come back to this intention. And then what we have to do is surrender the outcome. And this can be really frustrating for people. We live in a world where it's like, go, 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 act, act, act. You know, the more productive we feel, the more we think we're going to get rewarded. You know, here in the UK, there's like a phrase that says, you know, um, an honest day's pay for an honest day's work. And the idea is like, the harder you work, the more you'll be compensated, which we know isn't actually true. (laughs) So, but there's still this like cultural belief, like you've got to work hard to receive. Now you do have to work hard, but the hard part, or rather really, it's not about blood, sweat and tears. It's about being aligned, staying on focus, staying on purpose. And so what we do is we surrender that outcome to receiving what you desire. And that's the part we usually struggle with because we want to know how, we want to have some form of control. We want to have proof that everything's going to 
like unfold. But like I said, I'm sure you've experienced magic in your life that you can't explain, that you just happen to bump into someone and then they're the love of your life forevermore. You can't have planned that to happen. What you could have done is got your energy ready and aligned to call in the person that you're going to spend the rest of your life with or, you know, whatever it happened to be, like the perfect job, an incredible experience. So it's all about what we can control. We can control our thoughts and our actions. So we can, you know, this is where we take control of our outcome is by focusing on cultivating a magical mind. We can control being motivated, making sure we're on track. We can control being intentional with our time, our energy and our resources. And we can control this energy of being nourished. So yes, surrender. Ooh, how does that make you feel? I know some people when I say like, oh, surrender, it's a proper eye roll thing because it's like, oh, I don't really know how to do that. You know, it's one of those ethereal words that's thrown around. It's like, oh yeah, surrender. Does that mean I sit on my couch and do nothing? No, it doesn't. But it does mean that we stop trying to control the outcome. So what I want to look at today is like this idea of nourishment and surrender. And when I talk about this, it's nourishing your connection with something bigger than yourself. So whether you call that the divine, whether you're connected to a god or a goddess, whether it's spirit, whether it's universe, whether it's your angels, unicorns, it doesn't matter. But what is that thing that is bigger than you that you call on for help? It might even be like your own inner power. So when I use language, just change it for whatever feels resonant for you, whatever is appropriate for you. So it's important to build this relationship with something bigger than yourself, so to speak, because it's a valuable tool for you to remember that it's not all up to you. There's a divine magic at work, always. You know, like how our cells work, you know, the big questions of life. There's still so many unanswered questions. And it's like, this is the magic that holds everything together. You know, you might call it a different language. I'm going to call it magic. So it's just like, tapping into that something else that we haven't quite, that we don't quite understand yet, but it's like allowing that to come into your life. And so it's important to uh, nourish your relationship with this, let's call it divine right now. Um, You can't just take, 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 or only show up when you need something. Nobody likes to be in those kinds of relationships. And the same is with your relationship to this this energy that is bigger than you or deeper within you. You know, you have that friend that's like, take, 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 take. And you're like, oh gosh, not them again. Or if you have a bank account and you put some money in, but then you take, 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 take more than you give, you're going to be in overdraft. And, you know, that overdraft, you might have a buffer for so long. And then the bank goes, stop, no more. Okay. And it's this same kind of energy around us. So as with any relationship, they're much more fulfilling and supportive when they work both ways, when there's give and take. So, you know, whether it's your higher self, whether it's a god or a goddess, whether it's nature, whether it's the universe, show up create a relationship with them, talk with them, learn about them, ask what they want from you, say thank you to them when you move forward, when you feel like you've had their support and then watch your connection and inspiration and magic soar with them. So if we look at calling on the strength of your ancestors, just for this example, so we all have a blood ancestral pattern 
and we have like a soul ancestral pattern. So the, those are the ancestors that came before you that maybe aren't of your bloodline. So they may be people, they may be um, allies, depending on your belief system. And often when we think about ancestors, we can get very caught up in like the wounds and the the tragedies that they went through. But for them to go through that and experience that, there is great power, great um, ability to overcome challenges. There's great love. The very fact you're here today, there, there has been love in that lineage. And I want you to call on that energy, that energy of the love that brought you here to where you are today, that that power, that um, ad- sense of adventure to overcome obstacles, to create a better life for their children, you know, to feel forged within whatever came before you, but to to call on that strength, that power, that love, that connection, that community that came before you, okay? So your relationship with this energy of like, let's call it divine, is can be built on the relationship of your ancestors. And like I said, these might be blood ancestors, soul ancestors, spiritual ancestors, but throughout time, your ancestors have made tiny deposits of energy throughout the life. So whether it's like through prayer, through singing, through drumming, through ritual, through any form of honouring the divine or the deities of your ancestral lineage. And I often think, you know, I was brought up in like a Christian, not so much household, (laughs) but in a Christian culture. And, you know, I would very much know the Lord's Prayer. And there are millions and millions of people that have said the Lord's Prayer. And every time they say the Lord's Prayer, they are depositing a little tiny part of energy. Now, maybe in your culture and your religion, there's a similar prayer, a similar song, a similar ritual, uh, a drumming rhythm that every time people walk that path and sing that song and drum that thing and dance that, dance that dance, they're adding an energetic deposit like a bank account. And so the more people that are adding to that, the bigger the energy resource becomes. So when people are, um, you know, when they connect to a god or a goddess and they're feeding that relationship, whether it's through song, dance, drums, ritual, saying hello, they're adding a deposit of energy. So that just like a bank account, when you need it, you can call on that energy. And there's a really healthy give and, give and take of that energy because you've added to the energy. So you feel very confident to ask for something in return. Whereas if you're always asking, 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 asking from a friend, there comes at some point when you're like, oh my God, I can't ask them anymore. All I seem to do is ask. And it's the same. So each time you sing, dance, pray, say hello, you know, whatever it may be, you're adding more energy to the relationship and the lineage. So the more you add in when you need it, you're confident that there's something there for you to draw on. But if you're putting nothing in, it becomes quite hard to get anything out. Okay, so when you build on this relationship, like with yourself, with a god, a goddess, a unicorn, whatever it may be, you feel more confident that you have the support there if and when you need it. You feel held, you feel nourished, you feel supported because not everybody has the the opportunity to have that with a physical family, particularly 
when you are looking at your intentions and maybe you're stretching the boundaries, the limits of what your family has considered normal. Perhaps you're wanting to break away from your family in terms of their the stories, the cultural conditioning that you have been brought up with and you want something different from yourself. So you might not get the love and support that you deserve from family or friends, but you can allow yourself to surrender and be supported by this energy that is bigger than you, that is within you, just like, you know, whatever that energy is that, that you that you know is there or that you'll maybe have an inkling is there. So when you need to call on something for help, when you're asking for your intentions, when you're going, right, I'm doing the work, meet me halfway, you know that by showing up and having this relationship, that you feel confident that it, that that request is going to come back to you. It makes it easier for you to like surrender into the trust because you have a relationship with something bigger that you know is helping you to co-create what you want. Okay. And what I always think about, you know, when you follow a witchy path, it's like witches are never alone. You know, you can work with the ancestors, you can work with allies, you can call on the energy of, of a crystal, of a plant, of my goodness, anything. You know, I do a lot of work with trees and it's like just feeling the energy in the presence of a tree is phenomenal, phenomenal. You know, that energy of strength and rooted and reaching for what you want. So it's like as witches, (laughs) we're never alone. But what is it that you that you feel connected to and start to, you know, nourish that relationship that maybe you had in the past or that maybe you still have going strong now? It's like keep that relationship up. So even like if you're like, I don't really believe in any of that, Rebecca, it's fine. You have an ancestral lineage. Call on the the power, the love, the support, the resilience of those that came before you. It doesn't matter where you put that that energy of support in. But it is important that you call it in because it will help you move forward when you're like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I, I, you know, I don't know how this is going to happen. It's like, well, that is the magic of life, isn't it? It's like we can plan for all sorts of things. Sometimes the plans might go to plan and sometimes something even more magical comes in. So I always think when you set your intentions, your intention should always be for this or something better. Because you don't, you only know what you know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. So maybe you think, oh, this will be perfect for me. But actually there's something else, even more magnificent waiting for you that you had never even considered because you hadn't experienced it yet. Yeah, so this or something better. And it's like this or something better is the magic that we send out to the universe where we ask for like, hey, ancestors, let's get this done. Or, oh, I'm going to call on like the, the energy of a fox right now. Whatever your belief system is, there will be something where you can call on something outside of yourself or that like deep inner power and strength within yourself. Like I say, we're using words, clearly. Um but don't be put off by the language I'm using. Find a language that works for you. So to help you to stay nourished, you could build an altar to your relationship with whatever it is that you want to work on for calling in your intentions. And an altar can be as simple as a rock that you put on your desk and you know that that rock represents your intentions and it can be as elaborate as you like. And, you know, we'll talk more about altars over the coming time together. But know that, you know, I have an altar 
that is quite elaborate, takes up an entire table in the corner of my office. I also have an altar that I carry in a little tiny box in my handbag. <laughs> so it can be as big and as elaborate or as simple as you like. It will depend on who you are or depend on your, your space available to you, but there is always a way to have that connection. Maybe you find a postcard that sums up your intention. Just keep that on your desk, pop it in your handbag. That can be your altar, your place that every time you see it, you're adding that energy to your intention. You're adding that energy to your relationship with that, that being, that de- deity, that ally. Okay. You could light a candle for the energy that you're working with. And that's it. Just obviously safety first. Don't leave a candle unattended, but light a candle. Just like you would um, if you've ever been to a church and people light candles in a church, you might like them. You might light them for people that have passed over. You might light them in prayer. It's like just light a candle with the intention of connecting to the energy that you're working with. Talk to them. I'm a dedicated priestess of Caridwin. I have a statue of Caridwin on my desk every morning. I come in and say hello. <laughs> Hi, Caridwin. What are we doing today? Just talk to them. Create that relationship. You might want to journal around them, about them, ask for guidance, but also ask what you can do for them. Remember, it's give and take. What would you have me do today? How are we doing this? How are we moving forward? I know that... Um, Many people, when they have an ancestral altar, they just put a little dram of whiskey out for them and just leave it there. That's it. Create that relationship. What is it that your ancestors would have liked? Um, You know, at Samhain, people often lay a a place of food at the dinner table for the ancestors. Perhaps you think, oh, that feels fun. And you might just do that. Just like do a little plate of something for them and include them as you're going about your daily life. You might want to meditate to connect more deeply with them. It's entirely up to you, but do something that feels like it's nourishing that connection you have with something bigger than yourself to remind yourself that you're not alone, to remind yourself that you don't need to have all the answers. There are other energies at play that bring in the magic. We don't need to try and control everything, even though that's the society we've been brought up in, even though that's, you know, what you've probably had modelled to you, what you've been taught we can let go, but surrender and letting go doesn't mean that we don't do things. It just means that we show up and we know that we're supported by something bigger. We still have to take action. We still have to move forward if we want that consistent magic to happen in our life, but we don't have to do it alone. So let me know what you think about having a nourished mind of really nourishing that connection to something bigger than yourself. Is it something you're familiar with? Is it something you're like, oh, Rebecca, that just sounds a bit too, you know, a bit too left field for me. Come and have, come and ask those questions. Let's have that discussion because I want you to remember that you're never alone, particularly when you choose our modern day witch path. You know, it can feel like you're stepping away from everything you've ever known, particularly if it's not supported by your own friends and family. First of all, I want you to know there's a community here that has you, that we, you, you can have these conversations in, okay? And you are never alone in a bigger, broader sense too. Okay, so tomorrow we're going to be our final part of the acronym for MIND. So we've done motivated, intentional, nourished, and tomorrow it's all about your dedication, okay, of dedicating to yourself, of dedicating to the life that you have chosen, dedicating to your intention. 
it's really important. (laughs) So thank you for joining me. I look forward to hearing from you and I'll speak to you very soon.